Do you run a club, organization, or small business in Salt Lake City that you'd like to advertise? Have you considered advertising with Westminster College's most trusted student-run news organization? Or, at least, Westminster College's only student-run news organization? Consider the forum for advertising in print, digital, and podcasts with rates starting at $25. Contact our business and advertising director at forumbusiness@westminstercollege.edu. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Forum Podcast. My name is Anthony Giorgio. I'm the video and podcast director here at the Forum. And I'm Kat Taylor, the editor-in-chief. On today's episode, Forum staff reporter Giselle Ramirez is interviewing uh, a Westminster student named Sky Mossbrook about the intricacies and nuances of living at home versus living abroad during these strange pandemic times we're in. Very strange times. Kat, you've been back and forth between living at home with family and living here in Salt Lake. I mean, how has that affected your sense of security, safety, your impact on your family as you've moved from place to place? Well, immensely. It's impacted it immensely. Yeah, I'm sure. Every decision... I've made has had to be through the lens of like Dr. Fauci (laughs) through like a safety Uh protocol where um, especially when I got back up from uh, the winter break this past Mm -hmm. year, um, I haven't been home since because of the surge and everything. Right. I visited my family for a brief moment, um, like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really one-on-one conversations I've had to have with my family. Yeah. Uh, They're all vaccinated. Every Mm -hmm. single family member is vaccinated and boosted. So I'm really grateful for that situation. So when we do get together, we usually feel comfortable when, you know, it's, there's not an Omicron surge happening. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, but things are definitely different where I just feel like where I am, I don't want to go home mm-hmm. to put my family at risk. Yeah. Where I see it more as like, I'll come home wearing a mask. You'll come home wearing a mask. Or when we visit, we're both wearing masks. But there's some like occasions where I have family members who don't really want to wear masks. You know, they're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of have to play it by ear. Where I'm right. like, do I feel safe enough to do this? Uh-huh. But I still kind of just go with it to yeah. make myself at least, like, I'm not bringing illness into my family. Right. Um, I'd much rather, like, just be the one who's wearing the mask mm-hmm. um, just to keep my family safe. Yeah. But it's definitely a lot of, what would Dr. Fauci do? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's also, I mean, I've talked with some friends about just the decision fatigue. Yeah. Um, and I feel that because I've lived at home with my parents the entire time this thing has been going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, a friend of mine and I were talking. It was strange because it's gotten more stressful the more practice we've had at it. Mm-hmm. Because the more practice we've had, the more things have loosened up and people get careless and it's like early on the instructions were clear Mm -hmm. now the advice is kind of yeah i mean quarantine for 10 days if you 
can, but also maybe only five, five. if your boss really needs you. And if you're asymptomatic, mm, don't worry about isolating, even though you could maybe pass it on. But also if you feel sick, you know, tell people, get tested, but tests are only so reliable and also there's only so many of them so don't get tested but do get tested mm -hmm. it's a lot for any one person to have to think about and i think that's something we've all been feeling and struggling with over the last couple of years and i think uh i think it all of this that we're talking about is pretty well articulated in the interview that giselle does with uh Sky Mossbrook. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to hand the time over to that podcast by our fantastic reporter. Everyone, enjoy this interview. Hello, everyone. This is Giselle Ramirez, a staff reporter here at the Forum, and this is Westminster Stories. This week, I interviewed Sky Mossbrook, a senior finance major, to get an insight on how it's been living away from home for the first time during a pandemic. I started off by asking him how he's felt by going through a pandemic in a different state. I think it's kind of, in light of everything, it's kind of a good thing that I'm not home. Because of COVID, uh, when we first got sent home, it was kind of scary because I did not want to be the person to get my family sick because that, that was just a terrifying thought. So being away from home kind of makes me feel safer because I live with younger people that if I do get sick, I'm not going to be worried about having them get severely ill. Like, as a college kid, you are going to be the most potentially infected person for any kind of sickness. It's just you're with a bunch of people that from different states that have different colds and everything's getting moshed together in one place. Like It's kind of like a classic college thing to be like sick for the first two weeks of school and then you just get exposed to stuff that you normally don't get exposed to. Yeah. So then you know your family's safer. Yeah, yeah. Being away from home just means I can't bring anything to them, and I would be like being away from home is kind of freeing in a way because you don't have the stress. Has your thought process at all changed throughout that pandemic, or like, like, or has it basically been the same throughout the whole? It's entire? always been like because when the pandemic first happened. I was told not to return to campus because it was during spring break. Mm -hmm. And so it was like March 13th or whatever. They were like, yeah, don't come back. And like classes are going to be online. The big pandemic was announced. And the last place I wanted to be was at home because I couldn't like I couldn't socialize as much as I'd like. And it was nice being with family, but there's only there's so much family you can like deal with at one like time, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's nice to see them, but it's also nice to go go home and go back to Utah and kind of like live your life again. It's, it's almost amplified my feeling of just wanting to stay away, not in like a bad way, but more of like I am the vessel that will probably bring it home, right? Like my brothers are in college, like it's just we could have it without even knowing and bring it home and it's like the best thing to do is not expose them and just try to like be smart about it and we are and so that's how I can still go home and do all that but at the first part it was nah we're not gonna we're gonna hunker down for a couple bit like months grocery shopping was terrifying just like little stuff like that that would normally be like day-to-day -day stuff during lockdown it was just scary because you don't know what's going to happen. My, my uncle actually died from COVID, but they didn't know it was COVID until he died. 
And so there's a bunch of different things that just went down and you hear things and my friend's family members are passing away. So it was just a very scary time. So that's like hearing all, all that, it was terrifying to get COVID because I know that being younger that I can like it's not I'm probably not going to die or it won't be as severe for me. But I know like my family, my dad had chemo, he had cancer and he went through treatment for two years. And I know like he's at severe risk. My mom gets colds and they stick with her for months. And like she's out like I would just if something happened that I brought COVID home and they ended up getting severely sick, I would not be happy. Like it would just be an awful experience but hard being away from home when like everyone was going through that back home and yeah. like not having to like be there either Compl yeah it's it's really hard when like stuff does happen but you can't go and like support your family or friends just because during the time when it was super severe that everyone was just terrified of just t in like interacting with people and so that just completely like stopped me. I didn't go to my uncle's funeral. I didn't like, just, it's tricky. Like, How'd you cope with that? Like not being able to go there? It was, I'm very like, what happens happens and life goes on, but it does suck. Like it, it it's one of those things where like, the bigger picture says you shouldn't do it and you should be smarter and safe and not go. Cause you can't like, the gatherings weren't allowed to be over like 10 people or whatever so they can only invite the very close people and so it's like I can't even go see my uncle for the last time before he leaves and it was just kind of like it, it sucked it fucking sucked yeah it was a crazy time that would be horrible but then since then we've had to get together to celebrate his life and do all that and, it's and that been, helped yeah because it, it's you miss the funeral but in in reality celebrating their life is a good way to like get everyone together and I don't know it's not it wasn't it's not the same but it's a good it's very close and it's, it's, like a, it's almost a better way to do it because instead of being sad and the funeral and having those emotions more it's more of like a celebration because everyone's kind of had time to grieve and get over and like cope with it but at some point you have to let go and if you let go with a sad feeling or if you let go having remembering the good memories and having good times like depends how you want to remember that person and how yeah. you wanna, if you want to celebrate be thankful however you want to do it but it's kind of like a bad experience like ending up like having like a good like outcome because yeah. you were able to celebrate his life instead yeah because it, it was kind of the first time people especially family like got together like since like COVID had started it was just like so it was like the it was kind of a, it was refreshing yeah just to see everybody again because I, I don't see them too often and so it was just it was nice yeah emotional just a little bit yeah that's good though so what do you do like when you're going home like what kind of like precautions do you take then in that case since you are like extremely worried about him I'm um, usually when I go home I'm there to spend time with family I'll see some friends and like we all thankfully set up our own rules and I have some close friends that I've known for since I was five years old and we're all very smart about how we do things because we all have older parents or little kids and we just don't want that to happen. We do and plus we're like people that work when I go back home and I want to see my old friends 
they're very precautious about getting tested before they hang out and being just as safe as possible. Because the last thing all of us want to do is get people sick and spread it knowingly. Yeah. It's just not, I don't know, it's not a good thing for your conscience. No, it's just, it just makes things worse as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, but beforehand, do you do anything? Like, do you get tested before you go? No. If I'm feeling ill at all, then I will, like, share that so we can, like, be have some precautions. But usually we're very just smart about how we do things. You can never really be, like, 100% safe or certain, but there is just, I don't know, common sense. Yeah. Has that ever happened that you were sick so you had to, like, postpone a trip or something? I've never had to, like, stop a trip, thankfully. There's been close calls where, like, I would have to quarantine potentially before I could get on the flight, but I've never, like, like... I've had COVID twice and they were all not around the times. Has COVID at all like restricted you traveling back and seeing your family or like not being able to visit them when you wanted to? Kind of. Not really because I've still gone home. Like I still go home during the summer. I still go home for Christmas. Like I still go home and visit regularly. So I don't really, it, it hasn't really stopped me because like if I was sick, I just wouldn't hop on the plane. But Thankfully, I've already had COVID. Do you think, like, you would change your actions or, like, your behavior if you were at home? Oh, totally. I Like, when I did go home at that first part of the COVID pandemic, I was, I didn't go out. Like, it was terrifying to potentially get COVID because, like, if I did bring it without knowing and I spread it to my family, it's just my mom gets really sick and it sticks around for a while. And so it's the last thing I wanted to do. Would you rather have, like, gone to college at home because you've gone mostly online? I don't know. I think being away from home is just kind of a process of growing as a person and kind of learning how to be your own adult. It Rent sucks. There's a lot of pieces that suck. And being, like, so far from New York is definitely tricky just because I am the farthest of my family. And it's just kind of like, wow, to think about it. And it's like, I'm really far away. If stuff goes bad, I can't be like, hey, can I go Can I go home? Can I go do this? No, it's going to be a, a big flight. You're going to have to, yeah, it's just, it's a lot to go home or have them come to me. Or if shit goes down, I can't just like go to family and be like, oh, like hold me. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's kind of like you have to learn to like deal with your own problems and hopefully build a social group that can help support you and help you through those times. With the pandemic, has it been hard to like build that social group oh, and like that? like Completely. It's hard because it's just people aren't going into public spaces as often. It's opened up a little bit now and it might close soon, but it's just trying to meet people when people try to, are like the last thing people want to do is interact with people they don't know. It's kind of a weird catch 22. I would say that you're in the safest spot that you could be in right now unless your parents are young and healthy and not at risk but I just feel like our group of people like college people it's just it's you're interacting and spending time and with people that you might not know or might be exposed it's just it's not the safest time to be home and so I, you, it's always okay to just, if you want to go visit and be smart and be healthy, but I feel like living at home makes life kind of difficult right now just because of the different, and maybe for some people that like be spending that time with family and being close and 
doing that is what they need to like feel okay or have the support that they provide or anything like I know a lot of people here still live with family and go to school locally and it's it's terrifying for them to go out and do stuff but at the same time they're very thankful to be home because it is a scary time but I would say that if you're missing home then you can always go spend time just be smart about how you do it get tested and just you it's it's not as terrifying as you might think about going home and seeing family. The thing is that you're not alone and that everyone's experiencing these kind of issues and you might be able to find some uh, something in that. I don't... No, I think it is comforting, like, knowing that you're not alone and, like, we're all kind of experiencing some kind of, like, worry and yeah. sadness. It's easy thing to kind of unite us together during a time where a lot there's a lot of political stuff going on and a lot of different stuff about just not people are not getting along but then i feel like this is a time to maybe re rebuild those bridges and talk to those we haven't talked to in a while and just reach out thank you so much for coming thanks for all the questions thanks for the invitation it's definitely an interesting topic and i feel like there's a lot of people that have a different opinions and about living at home and doing all that my opinion is just i feel safer being away it kind of makes you worry less since you don't have to worry about you i just don't have to worry about others as much yeah kind of escape it in a way yeah it's just safer makes my mind at ease <laughs> so i don't have to if i go out and get food or go to eat somewhere and then i'm like oh shit that, that guy had covid oh no or you get like a text saying like tracing like says that you interacted with someone that had covid recently and it's just like oh no and just that anxiety isn't as intense yeah, I feel that. So. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. Oh. Thank you to Sky and Giselle for putting together that great interview for all of us to hear. Cat, uh, do you have any advice to our listeners in light of that interview? One of the biggest things I would say is having conversations with your loved ones. Yep. Especially during these times, I've had conversations with really close friends of mine just talking about where our comfort levels lie. And a lot of us have decided that it varies. Right. Some days we're a little more like, okay, we can get together. But other days, COVID terrifies us Absolutely. and we don't want to get together and we just want to do like a Zoom call. Or if we get together, maybe we're wearing masks and we're not really going out anywhere. Maybe right. we're in a park. But I would just say, have conversations like that. Talk about this discomfort, this awkwardness and this transition, mm -hmm. just so when you are getting together with your loved ones, you both, both parties feel safe. Yeah, absolutely. I would say with all of the contradictory information and advice everyone is getting all the time, that's the clearest way forward is to have one-on-one -on -one discussions with the people in your lives. Mm -hmm. Be safe, be healthy. And as long as you're being safe and healthy, you should make sure to subscribe to the forum. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you just did that. You did don't that get paid enough for that. <laughs> was that was that too smooth of a transition or not smooth <laughs> enough? I was just like, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. And then he did it. And then I did it. Uh, while you're out there being safe and healthy, make sure you subscribe to the forum on all of our social media and uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Kat, where can they find our social media? That's a great question, Anthony. 
You can find our social media at the username WC4Media. We have a Twitter, Facebook, and an Instagram. We're also on YouTube for all of our video work. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Make sure to rate, subscribe, review this podcast on whichever one of those services. I forget which ones you can even rate them on. Rate them on whichever ones will let you rate them. Wherever you fancy. We're, yeah, really, uh, right on uh, bathroom stalls, right? Right on the inside of bathroom stalls. Yeah. Uh, listen to the forum podcast for a good time. With a smiley face and like a heart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we'll take any advertising we can get. We're broke, people. <laughs> Especially after that FCC. Oh, yeah, after the FCC fine I had for singing the doors <laughs> on air. <That> was, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly reproducing the words of Jim Morrison in a public broadcast. You can also find our written stories on wcforummedia.com. Until next time, I'm Anthony Giorgio, the video and podcast director with the Forum. And I'm Kat Taylor, the editor-in-chief. Thank you for listening, and we'll hear you next time. Get out. (laughs) Hear you.